episode of Miss Listen Knows is brought to you in part by Necessary Drama Boutique. So head over to Instagram and check out all of their hottest fashions right now, pal. You now tuned in to Miss List. You can't miss this. Body on point, Miss Thick. Puts got the juice, mystic. Did your swag, I'm rich, bitch. Feeling so fucked up, doing shots. Nah, don't throw up. No chasers, no mixers. What's this elixir? Got me blinded by these flickers as we posing for these pictures. Bitches really think they cute. I think they goggles filled with liquor. Hey, mister, get in this. I'm single, no missus, no side chick. I'm a tempstress. I know you like this. I got your interest. Spit that gorilla flow. Got the monkey bars. Not the token rap chick. I'm a metro card. You can't swipe my swag. I turn styles hard. I'm moving too fast. You in the past. Look, your styles wash. Look like you stuck out the bathtub. I see mad suds. Being in wax sucks. Looks like you know too much about that. That sucks. You the type to bag niggas. They bag us. Cause we the bad us. Okay. Two hands up for episode 10. Had to do it again. It's your favorite friend, Miss Lissa. I am always excited, but today I'm not as excited because this week has been full of so many highs, so many lows in my own life for the world. Like every day I say pray for the world, but more days than any, today is one of those days because we had a massacre in Las Vegas. And while our president normally has so much to say, on this day, it was so much different because I feel the person that allegedly killed these people was a Caucasian male. So because of this, it wasn't the same coverage. We all know what happens when a black man gets killed, not even holding the gun. When a black man gets killed, they go and find a picture of when he was throwing up the middle finger, had cornrows straight out of Central Booking. They don't find a picture of him, you know, at his graduation or even just a day-to-day picture where he's just looking happy. They always find the worst photos and the worst memories and the worst quotes about the person when he's on the other end of the bullet. Meanwhile, this man who is 64 or was because he killed himself allegedly, which I'll get into that as well, because I am slightly a conspiracy theorist. So I have my own, you know, ideas and concepts of what I think possibly happened. I'm so, so, so annoyed about how the media covered this. For hours, we I don't even, for hours, we didn't know a lot about the situation and for the whole day of Monday I know I didn't see a picture of him and the president didn't have anything to say about this criminal he didn't have anything to direct to the public about helping the people that went through certain things it was just silence he wasn't on Twitter going crazy the way he does it was just quiet And that is so irritating to me. And it just goes to show you about how things get twisted and turned in the public and in the media. And that's why I always tell people, don't get caught up in the hype. Don't get caught up in the BS and the nonsense of what you think it really is. Speaking of which, now, we know that this person shot over 200 rounds and we know that there is 50 plus people dead. 
I don't know what this man looks like. I don't know no picture of him. I don't even know if this person is really dead. I'm a strong believer in the propaganda. And why isn't this a way to cause confusion, take people's uh, minds off of the things that are going on, and also put fear into the public hearts? Because through fear, you can control what's going on. And speaking of control, population control. <clears throat> Natural disasters, quote unquote, population control. Because when people pass away, of course, they get, get them out, get new people in. When somebody rings off all of these shots and people go away, population control. Is it not? I just think it's so weird that when all these, like, it's so many things happening so closely. And I'm not saying that that's not something that, that could naturally happen, but. I don't want to say too much because I got to get home, but I am a strong believer in the propaganda. So just keep your eyes open and really pay attention, really hone in on what is real and what is fake. And don't get so caught up in what you see and what you hear in the media. You have to do some research and you have to dig deeper. Also last week, Hugh Hefner passed away. So we also sent our condolences out to his family as well. There are some conspiracy theories, not mine. I don't have any crazy thoughts, but I did hear some things. Some people feel that Hugh Hefner was already dead, but, you know, because of certain things that they wait for, like, the right timing to announce things. But nonetheless, he was a legend, and he did do some great things as far as <laughs> uh, the sex, <laughs> the sex of, I don't know what to call it. The sex industry. He has done a lot in the sex industry. But aside from that, because I don't want to get too down in the dumps, I did have a great week. Last week's episode was really fun. I know it was a shorter episode. However, I had to make lemons out of lemonade. No, I had to make <laughs> I had to make lemonade out of lemons. It wasn't even lemons because it wasn't a sour situation. I had a lot of great things happening in that day. I had a really great week, but just in that one day that I taped the um, last week's episode, so I taped the episode and then I went to go do a panel for the artistry that was about branding, marketing, and networking. So shout out to V Henny and Big Bert over there at the artistry for pulling me and I met some really great people. We dropped some gems and I love doing panels. It's one thing to do this podcast, which is amazing. It's another thing to host shows. I love to do panels. I love to, you know, give information. I'm always on panels with other great people. I leave the panels with new gems from those people. It's just a great um feeling and if you guys want to book me for your panels or events brand um, ambassadorship anything you can email me at misslistenknows at gmail.com but yeah so and then after the the panel I rushed over for the private screening for 50 central so I didn't I had to make it a little bit shorter because I had to squeeze so much in nonetheless this is going to be a full experience. Those of you that wanted a little bit more, you can always head over to MissListenKnows.com. I have other interviews. I have some fun content, behind-the-scenes photos. And you can also 
listen to the episodes again. It's nothing like re-listening to something or re-watching something because you catch gems and you catch information and you catch jokes and things that you may have missed because someone was talking to you or your phone went off or you looked on Instagram when you were doing um, your podcast run. I know I love to watch things all over again. I'm good to restart a season or rewatch an episode. I watch um, the the things that I'm interested in. I like to watch them three times in the week because I'm always doing too many things at one time. So one of the things I did get to watch was 50 Central. We watched it at the screening, but you know, uh, you know, an event is always going to be too noisy. We were all in VIP having so much fun. I'm not even going to lie. I was having DJ Khaled moments. Like I just kept pulling out my phone and taking selfies because I was so um, like I was in awe of the moment that I was having. It's one thing to go to, you know, a 50 Cent concert or a book signing. It's another thing to actually be having a conversation with this person in a moment that is very important to him and special to him. And God, I am just so appreciative. This has been an amazing week because even following that, I went and did an interview with Evelyn Lozada for Vibe Magazine. That's going to be dropping soon. And I'm also going to put the audio out as a podcast episode because I know they're going to chop some things up. They're going to move some things around. They're going to edit it a certain way, but I want to give you guys the full experience. So I will be dropping that audio. So just stay tuned for that and stay tuned for my interview with all hip hop, which followed all of these things happen because I am a strong believer that you have to put positive energy into the universe. You have to tell the universe what you wanted. I did not have a booking with all hip-hop when I woke up that morning. However, because I was ready, when they called me, I got that interview. That was not my interview. The person that was supposed to do that interview, well, I mean, that was my interview because God was like, no, that was your interview. However, I, that was not my plan when I woke up that, that morning. And because I was available when they called me, I am now in their roster of people. So when you stay ready, you never have to get ready. Take that, write it down. When you stay ready, you never have to get ready. I had to get ready for Circle of Sisters, though. I'm telling you guys, this has been an amazing journey. The, the, the more things are coming together full circle, the, the better I feel. There's nothing about this journey that's, that's easy. It's nothing about it that's easy. But it's so fulfilling when you wake up doing something that you love. And I want everyone to take that from me. I want you to know that if you wake up every morning and push for your dreams to come true, it will start to happen. Your, 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 your thoughts and your, your ideas will manifest if you wholeheartedly put that into the universe. I don't want to get all preachy on y'all, but it's a true fact. And I am really blessed and I am appreciative and I am thankful for all of you wonderful listeners. I want you guys to tweet me at Miss Listen Knows. Drop a comment under a photo. Go over to iTunes if you have not done so already and click that subscribe button. Drop a comment. Don't forget to rate. We need to do these things for each other. Whenever I see people in the street, they always tell me how inspirational my journey is or how great my grind is or how much they um, aspire to chase their dreams as well. And I tell people, if I can do it, you can do it. But also, you can go and drop a comment. 
You have to give people their roses while they're here. Now, but all jokes aside, please, guys, head over and also do the same thing on SoundCloud. I'm in the process of working on some other podcasting platforms. It's all a process, and we're doing this together. So let's just take a quick break, and when I get back, I'm going to have a special guest who's going to drop some entrepreneurial, director, managerial, production gems on you. It's your girl, Miss Lissa. Stay tuned. Al. Hey, you guys. It's Joelle, a.k.a. Fashionably Bitchy, and I am here with my girl, Miss Lissa Knows. And we're back. Sitting with me is Aki Suryak, director extraordinaire. Are you from Brooklyn? Yeah, I'm from Brooklyn. Originally? Originally, I'm from Haiti, but uh, I came out here when I was younger. So. How I'm, old were you? I was about 10. What was it like growing up in Haiti? It was cool. You know, I'm from the countryside, so it was, um, you know, it was interesting. It was, it was like, really pretty, like, you know, like, beaches, and it wasn't, like, a hard knock, like, like you had a mansion. Like, I'm trying to, like, are you a prince of <laughs> No, I'm not Haiti? the prince of Zamunda. <laughs> like, let me know what's going on. <laughs> no, um, you know, I mean, I grew up, my, my grandmother was a farm, so we, I grew up on a farm, so. Do you feel like people have a, uh, a better work ethic when they're from outside of the U.S.? Uh, yeah, definitely, you know, because... Some of the basic necessities that you guys have out here, we have to fight and work hard for. So, so you think we like take we don't take advantage? No, not really. I mean, you know, it's 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 interesting. Like you know, the West Indian black and the American black are like two different people. No, it really is because my daughter's father is from J- South Jamaica, Queens. Mm-hmm. So his best friend is Haitian, and when I was pregnant, the mother would be like. Don't raise your child like an American. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, are you American? She's like, no, Americans are lazy. Like, yeah, they, why do they? Like, I know that I am a hard worker, but um, I don't. Like, why? Why do y'all feel like that? Because I mean, you know, you know, Haiti's not like the most lavishest place. You know, certain parts of it, but you know, we we grew up in. You know, I mean, I grew up on a farm, so like, you know. A bathroom. Like, so you know how to like you know how to milk a cow. I know how to milk a cow. I own like a goat. I got all that stuff. I like. <laughs> I've always wanted to learn how to do things like that because if the world came to an end and I needed to like you know milk the cow or kill a chicken, I'm definitely gonna have to go on like a leaf diet. Like I'm gonna be vegan as hell. <laughs> like yeah. I wouldn't know what to do. I think about these things all the time, especially like. The way the world is like going, it feels like doomsday is coming. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I definitely agree, but I, I'm a survivor, so. I'm not gonna give up. You, Beyonce <laughs> taught us. Right, exactly. <laughs> Come on. How did you get into directing? Um, I started off ever since I was younger. So my first big break is I got um, hired by Nelly's Camp to write and direct the video game for them. Oh. Yeah. So you're like into like. Uh, that, that type of like IT and and technology type like how did you write a video game? Well, I'm I was just the writer, so you know the whole IT thing was by uh, another company, um, Square Two Media. That was the name of the company. They were based out in Chicago. Right. So they just hired me to do the creative part. So when when I first met Nelly, he was a big car fan. So the video game was called The Legend of Nellyville, and I had to write the storyline based on all the cars that you know he had and stuff like that. How do you like? Where do you pull from to like? So you had to like kind of like uh, like on like grant like the the challenges and like all of those things you had to create that. Yeah, I had to come up with those. How did you like get in? Like, how, what did you do to prepare for that? 
Um, I've always been a writer, ever since I was younger. So I used to write little short stories and little ideas. You know, I'm a daydreamer. That's why I can't even drive a car properly, because I'll, I'll zone Are out. Are you left-handed? <laughs> well, no, I'm right-handed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'll, I'll zone out, and then I just, I, I pretty much live in my head sometimes. No, that's one of my problems, too, I, and I'm an overthinker. Mm. And sometimes that keeps me from, you know, getting certain things done because I don't feel like they're finished already. I'm thinking... I can fix it this way, or maybe I can change this. Or is that ever like a problem for you? Um, I'm I'm more of a like a fantasy type of thing. So you know, like when I was younger, when I first came to this country, so the way that I learned how to speak English is by watching television. So I would sit in front of the TV for like all day, and my mom used to have to drag me away from the TV. So you know, I came out here, and you know, television kind of influenced me a lot, especially you know when I was younger. That was pretty much the only friend I had. And that's how you got into wanting to create uh, these type of stories. What's the name of your new project? Uh, The Lineup. And it has Tahiri in it? Yeah, it has Tahiri uh, Jose. (laughs) Shout out to Tahiri. (laughs) And it has um, Jim Jones. And it also has Julito um, from The Wire. He was in The Wire. And Derek, uh, Chrissy, Mohammed. um, You know, it has a a a lot of talented people. It's a series, right? Yeah, it's a it's a series that we're planning to launch on title. And what is like the the storyline? Well, you know, from all the things that I've watched, it's always been a male perspective of the streets. This is the first show that I'm trying to put out as the female perspective of the streets. So it's pretty much like the crimes that women commit or the crimes that women are involved in, but everything is through the eyes of women. So it's kind of like boosting or taking your man <laughs> uh, drugs, <laughs> put it under the bus. Right, right. It's, like you know, little Kim's life right. before she got the money. Before she got the money. So who did you have to talk to or, like, who was your inspiration for, like, the main character? Well, m- my inspiration for the main character was a young lady called uh, Barbie Burrell. She's a friend of mine. And, oh. You know, we spoke and, you know, we talked about the things that women do and, you know, just, just a very interesting person she is and... I kind of mapped out the story based around her life. Is she going to be making, like, a cameo? Mm, I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to stay under wraps because they still looking for her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to see if I can sneak in there, like, someone some, someone non-specific. So. It's really dope that you want to show the woman's perspective because I always say that, you know, women get shafted and we don't get highlighted or appreciated enough or, like, having our perspective shown in um, mainstream, you know? Mm. So why did you want to do that? Like, what made you want to even care about the ladies? Um, Well, when I was younger, my my grandmother, like, you know, she has a farm. So what happened is that if, you know, if you were kind of, like, poor, you would, would have your daughter come work for her and she'd pay for school so I kind of grew up around a lot of women and you know I have you know two sisters you know and you know my mom always taught me to respect women and you know to value their opinion so that's just like what about in this industry like what have you seen that made you feel like you know I want to like try to like shine a different light well some of the best stories and best events that happened to me in this industry was always revolved around a girl so you know, women women get a lot of the, you know, a bad reputation. You know, some of them deserve it, some of them don't. But, you know, a lot of a lot of the things in the situation that women get involved in is based on the circumstances that they're put into. And, you know, as as a person, male or female, you're gonna wanna survive. So you're gonna do what you have to do to survive. And sometimes surviving doesn't necessarily mean doing the right thing. So, you know, I just wanted to make, you know, 
give them a chance to, you know, show. Plus, there was no show like it. I wanted to be original. Why did you pick Tahiri's? Um, a friend of mine, uh, he's a, another actor. His name is uh, Derek. He, he's a, he was on Power. Um, we met through my industry mom, Jamie Foster Brown. And she told me, you know, Derek is cool. So I spoke to Derek, and he's he's Tahiri's acting coach. And he was like, you know, I want you to give Tahiri a, a shot. Like, this is, this is something that I know she could pull off. And, you know, she did an amazing job. <clears throat> I'm sorry. So she didn't have to audition? No. Well, she did audition. She did come in for a reading. Um, I had her come down and read. I wasn't 100% sold on her mm -hmm. because, you know, she was a reality star. And right. It was like, ugh, she's a reality star. And then it was more like, okay. And then when she did the reading and we talked and then I got to know her a little bit more. And then it was like, okay, she, she kind of understands the character and she kind of, you know, kind of have like that that kind of lifestyle that you know right would be hard. she knew like where to like pull from yeah she knew where to pull from so it was it was after a while it just became a no-brainer do her and jim like are they like on-screen lovers um she she plays a, a girl that sets up guys off uh off of instagram so jim is her first victim oh <laughs> that's that's how it is, but you know. And they, then we kind of like watch how that like plays out. Yeah, you watch how you know, like whatever you do, always coming back around. So it's a small world. And what about Jim? Like, is he playing like a like a hood kind of dude? Like, is he like what is his character? His character is a uh, is more of a John. <laughs> it's more of a, a John who is becomes. Uh, I don't know if you ever seen the like uh, Carlitos way. Mm -hmm. You know, the guy that gets beat up and thrown, but he's the guy who ends up killing Carlito at the end. Right. So that's pretty much right. Like, that's pretty much Jim's character. Like He's like a... Kind of like even like in Belly, like Method Man. Right. Like the unexpected winner. Like, right. He's he's going to pretty much come out on top, you know, but it's, it's just going to be like how life, you know, bites you when you least expect it. Who is like your biggest influence as a director? I'm a big Steven Spielberg fan. I mean, I've watched... Any pretty much read any books and you know I, I love the movies that he made you know from E. T. to Close Encounter and then you know he produced my, like my favorite film which is The Goonies so he's always been like <laughs> he's always been like the the biggest person in that I've ever looked up to you know but then you know of course I've met Spike Lee and you know John Singleton I've, I've met them and I've even gotten a chance to meet Gordon Parks so you know there's a lot of uh, tension in, you know, let's black culture. We don't celebrate each other or appreciate each other. Do you guys have that same issue in the producer realm, the directing realm, sorry? Um, yes and no, because all directors, we support each other because it's more like, you know, you got it done. Because in this industry, a lot of people talk. That's pretty much everybody talks. And it's not a lot of people that actually do what they say or accomplish what they accomplish. Like, I've, I've, I have friends that say they're going to do something, and it's like five years later, and they've never done it. So, you know, no matter how good or bad or how they got it done, the whole point is that they got it done. So we, we always celebrate each other. But you're not going to get a handout. So everything, because in this this business is like life-changing money. Right. So, you know, if you, it, it, it'll be better for you to do it on your own than get a handout because you'll feel better when you get to that top. Is it, are you like a... Basically, like an independent uh, production company, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm indie. How hard is that? Do you ever feel like, you know what, I'm just going to have to just, like, try to sell these ideas to, like, a bigger, like... Well, the, the way it works is that you come up with an idea. Right. You fund it yourself, and you shoot a pilot. And then after that, what you try to do is that you try to get it to a distributor that will help you get on a platform so that your investors can make their money back. 
So, you know, being an independent person, I normally call it a professional beggar. Because you, right. you have to beg for money and you're always in debt. You're never, you're never not in debt. How do you create your 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 scripts? Um, I normally I'll I'll get pieces and fractions from little incidents and friends' lives. So like I'll sit on the bus and I'll over I'll eavesdrop on a conversation or I'll listen to a song and I'll have like a, a line in it and I'll I'll start from there. Normally the way I write is I write I write the ending and work my way up to the beginning. So I write backwards. So you oh wow. Mm-hmm. You're like a lifetime movie. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bad one. <laughs> what is what is the hardest um, part in in this journey? The hardest part is finding a friend, like someone that actually cares about you or believes in you for the right reasons. Because you know everybody's like always around you because they think like you're gonna make it or they think you're their meal ticket or they think right. you're, you're their boat. You just want someone to generally, you know, be around you and then, you know, finding, like, someone to date. It's, it's like, you looking for love? You're saying, I'm about to, <laughs> we're going to have to bring you back for no, I'm good, a I'm dating good. episode. I'm that good, would be I'm fun. Good, I'm good, I'm no, good. No, I think that would be fun. You wouldn't want to do that? How open are you? You seem like you a little, what's your sign? I'm a, I'm a Taurus. <laughs> okay, a Taurus. But I got a girlfriend, though. I got a girlfriend. <laughs> what's, is it looking, how long y'all been together? Uh, it's it's been short, but you it's know, new. Right, it's new. So how new is new? Uh, a couple of months. How did you guys meet? Um, through a mutual friend. Have you always had your eye on her, or was she like a a hookup? Uh, I've always had my eyes on her. I've, I've I've heard of her and I've seen her. Like she's worked with some of my friends, and you know. Is she an actress? Um, I don't know what she is. <laughs> I just want her to be a girlfriend. I don't want her to be anything else. Cause the thing about this industry is like everybody wants to do business with you, and then they you know but. You know, I'm not in the business of losing money. So I just, I, I, I keep my personal life and my business life completely separated. So you don't even, to, to, what's her, you don't know her aspirations? I mean, I know she wants to, she, she has her own company and she does all her things. But, you know, at, at you the don't end want of, to keep it yeah, separate. Yeah, I just want her to be a girlfriend. I don't want her to be my business partner because I Do have too keep, many business partners. Well, you know, but <laughs> God forbid if something happens, you know, she should know, like, this, if y'all get to that level, right. you know. If she lasts a year, then I'll, right. I'll, 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 I'll investigate more in her career. Do you keep friends and girlfriends separate? Um... Sometimes, it all depends on the vibe, but you know most most like like I said, it's it's, it's hard because you don't know who's a friend and who's you know who's you know who's your who likes you for who you are or who likes you for what you do, you know. So it's kind of it's kind of hard to figure that out. I feel um, that may be the Taurus man issue. Y'all don't know how to bring that wall down, and then sometimes it takes. Cause I was, you know, interested in a Taurus, like, and I felt like I was pursuing him, like, I don't want to say rigorously, but you know, he knew that I was interested in him. But mm. he, you know, you guys are hard workers. Yeah. If a Taurus could get some overtime, they gonna do that overtime. They want that yeah. check. They want that money. They, cause even when the Taurus is broke, y'all not broke. It is below the budget. Exactly. So it's like <laughs> I get it. However, a a a Leo lady. When she needs her time, needs her time. And he wasn't making the time enough for what I feel I I deserved, you mm. know? And I also feel because he was unsure of, like, he was double-dutching me. Like, he wanted to jump in, but he was nervous. Right. And he kept playing. And he kept playing. And then the, I started playing hopscotch. 
Like now it's like you know, like now I lost a little a little interest in in jump rope. Mm-hmm. And now I start looking at other games on the playground. Like, well, you know, because now I'm like, you know, even if I stop playing hopscotch and go back to double dutch, that shit might start playing again, and I don't, I don't want to do that. So put let the wall down, brother. I mean, I don't. The the thing about us is that you you got to prove to us that you're 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 worth us going. Because when we go, we go hard for you. That's the thing about Twist is like. You know, like we will get you whatever you want. We will do whatever you need to do. We got your back. We'll 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 hold you down. But you got to be worth it to us. And you know, we're all about value. So if if he didn't think you were worth it, he'd hesitate. Like I said, he was. I feel like he was double dutching. But I've known him for years. And if you listen, and you know, <laughs> hey, Al, <laughs> it's no love lost. It's just you know, I'm now I'm double dutching. Mm. It's that you know I, you are a reflection of what is given to you, and because I feel I was jumping in, like I'm hitting this man up, like hey, like, and I started, feel, I had to talk, talk to my grandma, like grandma, like <laughs> feel like I'm pursuing somebody. She was like, you don't pursue nobody. <laughs> my grandmother's from the south. Mm-mm, ain't no, ain't no pursue. Mm-hmm, you true. get pursued. You are a lady. You want to be courted, and that's what it's being lost in our generation. We not being courted. We we are strong women, but you gotta allow a man to be a man. We not doing that. Even if you can't cook, can you take the McDonald's out of the carton, bitch, and put it on a plate that's not paper? Like you have to make things nice and drizzle the ketchup over the French fry. Like just make make the best of your situation, and 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 the situation will be better. But we don't do that enough. So yeah, that's shout out to you know the love and the Taurus. What's her sign? Uh, I think she's a Gemini. You in a relationship with two people. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you don't want to know nothing. <laughs> too much information. Too much. Too much info. And, uh... Well, let's let's talk more about the project. So mm. you saying that you you said title? <laughs> yeah, we're 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 heading towards title, and you know, whatever God gives us, we'll take. I always say God is my publicist, you know. Yes. Um, do you feel with the the growth of, like, social media and was it ever a thought, like, let me just do it by myself? Like, is that ever, like, you know? I mean, a lot of people a lot of people say, you know, let's just do it by myself. But the, the only thing social media provides is just marketing. Right. You know, it doesn't provide funding. It doesn't provide any of that. You know, you can do GoFundMe, but how many, you know, you, you, need, you still need the machine behind you. Right. So, you know... Like, you know, shout out to the Money and Violence crew. They did it. They But at the end of the day, before to them to get to that level, they still needed the machine behind them. True. So, you know, I mean, social media is cool, but it's it's, it's not the 100% business business plan. You know, that's, that should be like the, the last or the first step that you can do. Because at the end of the day, you know, at, you still need to pay people back. You still need to pay your crew. You still need to pay your actors. You still need to pay yourself, you know. so as the As the project begins to grow... Do you feel that people's egos may get in the way? No, I got paperwork from everybody from the <laughs> <laughs> Paperwork is very important. Yeah. We definitely push that here on Miss Listen Knows. People don't understand the importance of protecting your intellectual property. No, no, no. Everybody knows when you get... Well, the way I do business is like when... Before we even start signing, we sign off because, you know, I, I, you know where we stand from, the, from day one to day two, you know? So at the end of the day, it's like, all right. This is if I make this, this is what you get, this is what I get. If anything's extra, we'll figure it out. But just know this is what you're going to get. Right. What is your dream project? Like, this is, let's put it in utopia. 
this project is doing amazing. You have the free will to do anything else. If you want to do like a soap opera, if you want to do a drama, like what would your dream like, you know? My dream project is I have an untitled um, Haiti film that I'm trying to work with with Jared Leto. And that would be my dream project. I'd love to go back to my country and just shoot something there because I would love to show my culture and not in the way like, you know, we're, we're Haitian, so it's voodoo and, you know, we're all poor. I, w- I would like to show, you know, that there's love in my country, you know, and we support ourselves, you know, even though people are like dirt poor over there, but they're still happy, you know? Yeah, because money doesn't equate to happiness. Right. So I want I want to show, you know, like there's only been like, I think one or two films and I think A Serpent in the Rainbow is one of them that's ever been, you know, shot about Haiti. But I want to I wanna take this movie and shoot it and show a completely different side of my country. Praz tried to do um, something about... Uh, Sweet Mickey. Yeah. I, yeah, I went to the screening, and but it was about the election. I was there, you ain't see me? Mm. I had pink hair. Okay, you must have been sitting in front of me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was in the back. No, I was eating that food. Don't worry, yes. don't worry. I was right. popcorn. They had popcorn. That food was yeah, good. Yeah, I was right. right in the back with them the, right there. They had the black rice, everything. Mm-hmm. So, everything, everything. But yeah, that's that. That would be my dream project. But at the end of the day, I'm a filmmaker, you know. So TV is just one aspect of what I do. I definitely feel you should um, highlight Haiti because wasn't Haiti like Haiti is what the only Black Republic like it's a, the first. Yeah, it's the only. It's the only. Forget first. It's the only. And I am a like I was talking about this earlier. I'm a light conspiracy theorist enough to get me home. Hopefully, when <laughs> you know. However, mm. I do feel that. They have weather buttons and they push things and make things happen. You know, they test certain things out and they test it out where they choose to. And I feel that Haiti was a test. Not even test. Haiti was an attack on on a a whole entire culture of people. And and because black people are so resilient, we watch them grow and be even better. There was a time where... Haitian, like you said, was voodoo, and there was, like, bad, like, you know, connotation attached to it. Mm. But now, like, you wear Haitian with pride. Of course, you thanks, are, but, like, but now, the, but, now, <laughs> but now the world understands, like, you know, mm-hmm. so please do that. And if you need me, I know I'm not Haitian. However, you know, if you need, like, need, like American advocate, I got you. I'm here. I got you. I got you. You're Jules family, so you family. Come on. <laughs> Definitely. Mm. What is next for you? Um... The next project I have is I have this project that I'm I'm in the works with with Whoopi Goldberg. It's called Idols and Icons, and I'm pretty much trying to put that on a network. So I'm in development now. We're like in screenwriting because we shot the pilot already. So the pilot was done. You know, she loved it, and now I'm just waiting to see you know where it goes from there. How did you connect with her? Oh, a friend to a friend to a friend. Somebody to know somebody to know somebody to know somebody. I love they, okay, the movie Jumping Jack Flash mm-hmm. was actually written for Bruce Willis. Okay. And Whoopi Goldberg came and killed the the audition, and they put her... That's why I love her, like, to take a role that was made for a white man, mm-hmm. and they just be like, you know what? Just she got give, this. Give it to her. <laughs> I love me some Whoopi, so that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just let me know. Black people have to support each other. That's why I, I love Jules, and that's why when she did hit me up... I was like, yeah, like, bring them because let's make it happen because we have to do this. We have to, like, you know, support each other, highlight each other, come together. It's the only way. It's, they pressing that weather button. <laughs> yes, they are. They pressing that weather button. Yeah, like they done got Rico. to I. What they up to now? What leather? They almost <laughs> at goddamn Z. Yeah. <laughs> Every week. They Like, I'm telling you, like, we have to pray for the world and the, the massacre that just happened.
happened in Las Vegas, like yeah, we impress the people in the family out there for that. How do you feel about the president not talking about? It? I feel if we know if it would have been a black man that would have shot, they would have found his gully picture <laughs> where he had. I'm telling you, he would have had the a water gun in his hand. They would have been like <laughs> when he was five, right. He been into plotting guns, it. Plotting, it. <laughs> plotting on this. Yeah. But this is a white man. I, I, did you see him talk about anything? Yeah, and, um, he didn't know, say nothing. He can't say nothing. Do we know what this man looks like? Yeah, they, 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 like, they got a picture finally. They got a picture. He's like an accountant. He had a lot of money. Look at that, <laughs> wealthy. They probably gonna say he had health issues, mental health issues. That's exactly what they're saying. See, in the beginning they was like he's Muslim, and then he they, he converted to being a Muslim. They said he was. Like they said he was ago. ISIS, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> they they said he was ISIS, and then and they did like they they did a um like a survey. They checked it. More people retweeted that he was ISIS than retweeted that it was a mistake that the, that it was wrong. Right, right. No, so I, I was like, I get it. I mean, they said that he was Muslim. He converted three months ago. <laughs> I was just like, what? Now he's Muslim. <laughs> now he was Muslim. So they had to retweet. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Don't he get wasn't confused Muslim. by the propaganda. I mean, you know, if, if you control the media, then you pretty much control the population. So you gotta. A lot of people gotta understand that because ninety percent of us are educated by media. We're right. Not, you know, we're not even educated by books or schools. Like, you know, we go off what we read. And this new media is the social media is even worse because it was one thing and when it was like educated dummies, people that went to college, you know, putting things on CBS News and right. NBC News, like, okay, I'm gonna tune in and watch this. Now it's just like blogger one, two, three, four <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram, reposting and retweeting whatever they want. Right. Going live talking that good bullshit. Yes. And the people just sitting in and eat it. And then spit it right back out to you. I'm like, wow, okay. No facts. <laughs> At all. <laughs> no facts. And then when the facts come, they don't retweet that. Uh-uh. Uh, uh, right. Empire came back on yesterday. We <laughs> 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 got time for that. Yeah, cookies good. We... <laughs> Do you like that show? I didn't get to watch it. I haven't watched it since season two. I mean, it, it went left field for me. The f- left, <laughs> it went left, right, up, down, and around. You know, but... My thing is, they did it. That's that's how I, I... And that's why I try... You know, I still, like, will retweet something or I'll post something. But, I, you know, this was, I felt real comfortable. And, you know, shout out to you. Cookie, Taraji, I love you down. Like, if you want to have a spinoff, do it, girl. I'm going to check it out. But it definitely went left. That first season had me hooked. Right. Like, I was locked in. And then it just went left field. It was too soon to go left. It was like... I was waiting for the third season to go and left. And you know who else did that a little bit? Who? Being Mary Jane. I never watched that one. I'm okay, sorry. see? <laughs> I never that and one. that's another like another one that I just try to support because you know it's a black, it's black. woman. Yeah, I had I, never I watched it. Scandal. I seen one season and I was amazed by it. The writing on that was dope. I um it gave me, you know, like I I'm I'm when I watch a show, I watch I watch it differently than most people. Right, of course. I watch it because of the writing. Because it's it's really the writers. To be honest with you, they get all the credit because they're the ones who have to come up with everything, and have to use. You have to sit there like, how do we get away? How do we? How to get away with murders? Like that was one of my favorite shows, but it was just like too much. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Like who killed West? Dun, dun, dun. And I was like, okay, I'm tired of the. Dun, dun, dun. So I'm just watching Clue. Right, it was one of those, but um, you know, I mean, I I I like the writing. You know, I like what I like, shows do you like? Right now, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Power because I worked with a lot of people Hell from Power. Yeah, I love Power. So shout out, you know, to Joseph. He he was one of he was in one of my. He pilots. choked me like last year. Oh, see, you know, yes. um, I'm Mark John Jeffrey. He's a good friend of mine. He was on Power, so I'm a big fan of that show. Um, I watch Game of Thrones, of course. 
you know, but I kind of left after the red wedding, so. I've never watched that either. You should, you should definitely watch it. It's really is it good. scary? I don't. I'm a punk. My name is Miss Lissa, and <laughs> I am a movie punk. Like I don't like scary movies, but I could do some mafia. But mm-hmm. I don't like um like er, like I don't like Boys in the Hood, and like I don't like watching that type of stuff. If I feel like it's happening enough in the real world. I don't want to. That's mm-hmm. not my movie. That's not your movie. Mm-mm. Okay, then you won't watch American Horror Story. Okay, see. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's another good show. But I left after the house. <laughs> like after the house, I'm good. Well, no, maybe the Asylum. That was it. After that, I'm good. I mean, you know, it's all right. And then um, my other favorite show was Penny Dreadful, but they ended it. Was that was 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 that on Netflix? Um, that was on Showtime, and it was about all the myth mythological monsters coming together. So like Frankenstein was best friends with Doctor Jekyll, and you know, oh. it was one of those those type of situations. Are you watching football? Mm, I mean, you know, I watch sports. I'm a basketball fan because I play. How do you feel about that? That whole like uh, Kaepernick and the protest and. I mean, my thing is, I felt that all of that should have happened when they didn't sign him, you know, due to the fact that the president, you know, made his comments and all that other stuff. I felt that oh, okay, you know, now is it's it went past the the real the real issue. Now exactly. It's just, now it's just more like a television propaganda. It's exactly. Like, so I think like everyone should have done the protest, the kneel down. They should have done it when he did not get signed because that was just a blatant, you know, word from the NFL saying this is how we feel. And we don't we didn't want to sign him because he was standing up for something right. So everyone should have did it during that time. It was like, okay, well if he's not signed, we're not playing. Right. But then when it once the president got involved, it just became like a reality show. So And I saw a picture of some white owner or something. He had took a knee with everybody. Yeah, right. I was like, and okay. at that point I was like, okay. now it's like all sports matter. Yeah, it was like Like they just like that's when it like lost like the whole like meaning no. behind it. No, I mean I, I I get it. It you know, I get it. But my my thing is that it should have been done earlier. What would you feel? Because you seem really like you know well-rounded and educated, smart brother. <laughs> what do you feel we need to do to like really like make an impact? Educate the youth, because our time is done. Like we're already programmed, or we're already we're already where we at. It's our generation to come that's gonna make a make the change. We don't beat them no more. Though. How are we gonna get their asses to listen? I mean, you don't have to you don't have to beat them, but you have to teach them discipline because the system teaches a discipline. But I, you know, I think my generation, one generation before me or ahead of me, it's this, you know, our time is up. It's it's really education because education is is the key to everything. Because knowledge is power. No matter how you look at it, you know, like the things that I think is simple, uh, I make a lot of money off of it. But someone that doesn't know it can never make money off of it. And there's other people that have better knowledge than me. So knowledge is power. So the only thing that you should do is educate your children. Like, you know, don't try to be like, okay, well, I need to fix myself. It's like, okay, I'm there. I'm smart enough to know that something is going on. So now I need to educate my kids about what's going on and how to change it. So if you don't educate your children, because they're the next wave, because you're going to die eventually. They're... I have a daughter. Do you have children? Yes, I have one son. How old is he? He's 10. My daughter's 8. I was thinking that the other day. I was like, damn, like, I love her, and I'm not saying I regret her, but, like, the, the state that the world is in has me so afraid. Like, I'm just like, oh, is there a pill? Like, what's the fountain of youth? Like, how to, I'm not the, I, 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 I'm trying not to eat meat. Like, I ate turkey bacon the other day, and I had, like, a piece of rib. But I'm really, I'm trying to, like, really hone back in on just being as healthy as possible and, you know, looking both ways before I cross the street and, you know, not talking too crazy to people because you never know who got a knife, who got a gun, who has people crazy in these streets. But 
the, the, the best way to do this is to make sure that she's financially secure. That too. I mean, you gotta you gotta think about it. Like most people, most of us don't even have life insurance. So if something happens to our kids, there. I mean, most of us to don't us, even have Obamacare insurance. Right. So you you gotta think about it. Like you live a life, and if you you know you don't know what's gonna happen, so you just have to make sure that if something happens to you, they can be taken care of, because that's where that's where the the problem lies. Is that we're thinking of ourselves and we're not thinking of our tail. You know, my mom has this proverb: is like if you if you have a tail, you shouldn't jump fire. So, you know, because your tail is the one that's going to get burnt, right. not you. So you got to take care of your kids. Like, that's your future. That's your legacy. So, you know, all this is going to be gone. You know, someone, you, you can create this whole empire and the government comes, snatch it. Someone comes, takes their name, but your kid is you. That is a representation of who you are and who you were because all your genes and everything about you is in that kid. So if you're gone and you didn't leave them nothing, so technically they're going to have to follow the same road that you did. And the thing about every generation should be smarter than the other generation. Your daughter should never have to go to school to learn how to be uh, a radio personality. It should just be something that they were born in. They should need to elevate it to a next one. They should know, okay, well, my mom did this. I'm going to own a station. Right. So every generation has to be smarter. Your kids have to be smarter than you. And that's what the thing about it is that, but, you know, most people was like, oh, I got to take care of myself. And no, you got to educate your kids. Your kids is your legacy. Like all that stuff. If you leave them, if you look at the Hollywood nowadays, even the people who parents you have never heard of, but they're the they're the top stars now because their mom was a director, their dad was a casting director. They left a legacy, so now they're millionaires. Right. But every generation, people we don't we don't focus on that. Especially us, us our culture. Especially our culture. We don't know how to do that. Well, we I mean, learn. You know, knowledge is power. So you you know you know what's wrong with the world. You know. How to go about it. I'm sure you're not a dumb young lady. You're very smart. You're a business. You're an entrepreneur. She doesn't have to go through what you went through. She has to have a, a different task than you. No, I know. I was just at a panel and I was saying that. I was saying that we're the only culture that starts at zero every time. <laughs> right. Like, like, she should I not that have every to time. Ever start like, at if zero. your grandma started at zero, got to 10, your mother's. I said, I was just saying that. Like, that's why I was like, yes, man. He dropping that like confirmation that I was like, needing. Like, you're right. So, you know, that's, that's what I believe. So, Do you want more children? Yeah, I want a daughter. I want to spoil her because I spoil the girls that I date. So <laughs> I realized I might as well spoil, spoil my daughter. Right, spoil your <laughs> damn DNA. Yeah, like. <laughs> you know, like I buy girls whatever they freaking want. But, <laughs> I mean, like if I had a daughter, I'd, I'd make sure she's Gucci. Do you ever think about just having another child with your son's mother? Oh, my son's mother's deceased. Oh, sorry. No, but, you know. I mean, the the thought didn't come so up. So is he living with you? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, he's he's with me. Oh, that, look at you, Al! Come on, <laughs> I'm telling you, the men are coming through. So many fathers. <laughs> Your circumstances a little different, but still, you still stepped up. How I've, hard is that? I've always been there, so it's not even about stepping up. But I'm, then you have to be like a single dad, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I have my family. Because men aren't as like nurturing. Like I have a friend. Well, like I said, so my daughter mm. is living in uh, Pennsylvania right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't talk about this a lot. So she's like, you know, she's in Pennsylvania with her dad, and I'm I'm doing shared times in the week. No, I get it. So I'm there and I'm here. When I'm not there, I like he's not the same. Like so, like he he got to be tough. Yeah, she, he got to be tough because you you know the mother's supposed to teach you how to care, and your father's supposed to teach you how to fight. I mean, it, it's a balance. No, he's a punk. <laughs> <laughs> he's a punk. I'm I'm the I'm the beast. But he's just like <laughs> like the homework don't get done as as quickly. Yeah, yeah, 
or like you know, like she's eating like cotton candy for breakfast. But like, yeah, but she like runs the show. But um, these kids, because she's doing that, she knows how to manipulate. So I'm just trying to like, like lock it in where it's like you can't play. No, I, I, I mean, all kids do that, you know. Like my my son did that, you know. Like I'm the soft one because you know. He, when his mother was alive, he lived with her, so she was the tough one. She was like the do your homework, take a bath, eat, go to sleep, and he'd be like, "Daddy, I want this. Here you go. Daddy, I want right. this. Here you go." So it was one of those. So he knew how to manipulate it, but that just shows you how smart he is, uh, or how smart she is. So, you know, you you have to, like I said, educate. You know, even if she knows how to do it, you have to tell her the difference between right and wrong. And my thing is, I treat my son with respect because I tell him, if I don't respect you, then how are you supposed to know what respect is? Because remember, your kids are the, you're the first person your kids get to interact in your right. entire life. So who you are is what they are going to be. So if you don't, if you scream at them and you disrespect them, then they're going to allow other people to do the same to them. Right. So I tell my son, look, you know, like one time I was like, hey, give me that. And then he was like, can you ask me nicer? I was like, you're right. Aww. I apologize. Right. I was like, you know, because at the end of the day, you got to you gotta teach them how to be a man or a young woman. And you have to teach them what is acceptable and what's not acceptable. And it all boils down to education and it all boils down to teaching your kids. How old was he when she passed away? Uh, she just passed away like two years ago. So. Wow. And you guys were together up until? No, no, no. We were we were married and we had gotten a divorce. But you know, I've always been in my son's life from day one. So you know, it was it was just more like you live with me now, because <laughs> I've always been there. So. How did she pass away? Do you feel like it was that too much? I don't know. She died of sickle cell. Yeah. yeah. Like that's what that I wanted to put together something because we always say that Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. but there's so many other things that affect Black lives, like sickle cell, like sacerdotes, mm-hmm. like you know. Um, uh, Heart disease. Exactly. So it's just like, <laughs> I'm just about to say, they took it right out of my mouth. So it's just like, we have to, like you said, education is key. Yeah, I mean, we don't know how to eat. We don't know how to, you know. My daughter has a sickle cell trait. When mm. she was a baby, we already knew she had it because it came from, her, came from her dad. Right. But when she was a baby, one of her tests came back like a little uh, abnormal. Mm. And she had to do this sweat test. I was so nervous. Mm. Like, it was like some like bone something, so I had to like strap her up with all these clothes to get her to sweat, and they had to like swipe the sweat, and they was like, if they don't get enough, we'll have to come back another day. And I just remember like walking her around the hospital, just trying to get her all sweaty, like <laughs> have her run up and down. It was like one of the scariest things, and she turned out to be great, and she's an amazing girl. But like, we have to like educate. No, and that's I mean, why I appreciate you coming through. I want to take a quick break because I want to come back and ask you some other questions, get back into the film world. Okay. Keep it right here. If you sparked your L and it's done, go roll up another one. If you sipping the wine and you need another pour, go get you some more. It's <laughs> your girl, Miss Lissa. Al. Are you looking to elevate your business? Do you need a brand ambassador, some marketing, a little bit of promo? Well, I'm your girl. Email me at MissLissaKnows at gmail.com. Al. And we are back, still sitting here with my guy, Anki, director extraordinaire. That's what you put in your, your bio. I love it, how that feels. <laughs> but like I said, I wanted to tap more into, you know, the, the movie and the production world and, you know, that type of thing. How do you feel about the casting couch? Is that still popping? They still do that? Hell yeah. <laughs> That's still popping. <laughs> everybody, everybody, there is a casting couch. And they still do that, right? They like still do that. And unfortunately, it's all sexist. And that's what makes it to have like these talentless moments with these um actors though. 
you know, I mean, you know, so I, some uh, some people theories like you know they get, they're doing it for free, so they might as well do it for a career. <laughs> Would you ever? Don't lie. Me? Like uh, yeah, like okay. Let's say you know. <laughs> I'm about a to get young, in <laughs> a young, you know, Holly Berry-ish. You know the new girls, like yeah. a new Instagram model comes in. She's really pretty. You having her read for a role. She looks like she would be great for the role. It's time for her to read for the role. She can't read. Mm. Like you basically have to feed her mm. her lines. Like if you put enough time and effort into her, maybe she ready. She start moving over to you. You know, <laughs> girl six style. Uh. Casting couch. Would you, could you, not even you. Let's give another man. Would it be okay for some other director to do that? I mean, the the thing about how the thing about Hollywood, from my understanding, is that the money stays in the circle, right? So if you got her and she's doing all that extra stuff, you know, if you ain't gotta pay her, she got the role. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. That's oh <laughs> you know, like you gonna get what you gonna wait get. Wait a minute. <laughs> I thought that that was just the audition and then once you get the role, a check came. No. No, 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 no. Oh no, girls, girls. Cause some, no. girls some girls do it for the fame. Oh, snap. Yeah, oh, snap, they got intern actresses. Yes. You know what I heard? I heard that um <laughs> Wesley Snipes. Uh-huh. I heard that he makes all of the actresses sign a waiver because whenever they have sex scenes, he's actually having sex. Oh, I don't know that about him, but I mean, that's dope. I heard that. So what, do you ever that think dope. that that's too much for, like, would you have, like, your actors, like, go that far? I mean... Or they were, like, cool, for like... For the art? If they're, if they're like, some actors, they're, they're couples. Yeah. So... What they'll do is that they'll they'll have a closed set and they'll do their sex scene and they'll actually be having sex and you know it is what it is because they're 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 married or they're they're in a relationship so you know like something like I that. I couldn't do that. I'd be so dry. I should be sandpaper. Everybody, look, <laughs> I'm lying, but it might be a little fun. So you know, like it'll just be like you know a camera in the room and they'll set up everything and then they'll everyone will leave the room and then they'll just shoot the scene and you know it'll come out organic or whatever, whatever. But you know, my my theory is like I'll never date anybody or have sex with anybody that's one of my cast members. That was my next where I was going. I, I because it's just it's just one of those like I've I've seen very bad things happen. Like I had a friend of mine, he was a director and he was dating this girl and his girlfriend was there and then she came and like kicked the sound guy stuff. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she went bizarre. Like, See? I was like, ooh, <laughs> this was like it was really bad, but it was funny but bad at the same time. I always think that 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 type of thing, you know, because like I said, I wanna I wanna tap into some acting. I'm a little uh, awkward. That's why I love my girl Issa Rae. I'm a little awkward. Like, mm. I don't know how it would feel like it, doing certain scenes or kissing. Maybe I like Peck if he cute, but what if he not cute? Like, every actor not going to be cute or attractive to you. It's like, how do you channel that and, you know, not be like, oh, girl, like, why y'all picked him? Because I don't like, I got a, a homeboy I could call right now. Well, the, the acting process, like, if you're a real thespian, you, you wouldn't even look at it in that light. It would just be like, this character's a woman that's in love with this character, and you're going to portray that. So it wouldn't even be about like, you know, oh, he's cute. It, it would That wouldn't even be a concept to you. So I have this little uh, test that I do. So I normally get a lot of DMs about, hey, I want to be an actress. Hey, I get a lot of stuff. So I asked them one question, and that is the determination whether, you know, you're going to work with me or not. So I normally ask them if, you know, like, 
I was like, who's Lee Strasberg? And if you don't know who that is, then clearly we are just having a completely different conversation. They need to do some more research. Yeah, I mean, like, it's uh, Lee Strasberg is like the Jay-Z of rapping. So it's like if a rapper comes to you and is like, hey, I want to rap, and you're like, oh, what's your favorite Jay-Z song? And like, who's that? Then you'd be like, okay. So he's like the Jay-Z of, of directing? Of acting. Of acting? Because yes. if you would ask me, I'd be like, I don't know who that is, but I know who Lee Daniels is, no? <laughs> I get you. I can't still get come through? No, no, no. You can come through, though, <laughs> but not for the audition. <laughs> I was getting audition? Yeah, no, no. You can come through, but not for the audition. I want to audition. I want to read. <laughs> not can... NeNe Leakes read. Oh, okay. I want a Holly Berry read. Like, let me sit Berry. at that table. Salon style. Okay, okay. I mean, I, I got you. I got you. No, I'm just hypothetically, like, I was just like, <laughs> if I was DMing, you know, oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But if you feel like <laughs> that too, God is my publicist. Okay, I got you. <laughs> okay, and another one of my issues, I'd be like, you know, dating people in this industry, would you ever, like, if you wasn't, you know. You, I'm, you have to, because a, a regular person that has a nine-to-five job won't understand, or just is outside of this industry, won't understand the late hours. They won't understand the type of people you're around. You know, and then a lot of that, like, you know, like you said, the Instagram models, they're all around you and you're always around them and it's late. You know, it, it builds a lot of insecurity with your, your significant other, you know, so. It built insecurity even in somebody in the industry. Like, Beyonce had to make lemonade. She shouldn't even have to lift no finger to make no juice, not no Kool-Aid, <laughs> not no lemonade, not no tea. And no, so, like, that in itself is, like, you know... But you got you got to date in the industry though. Like if you're in if you're in the industry, you have to date in the industry. It's just that you know it's who you date in the industry and how public you are with your relationship. That's all. Do, are you discreet or public? I mean, with the person I'm with now, very discreet because you know I don't want my business out there because you know Instagram and you know people talk and then people lie on other people and people claim like I've met people who say they knew me and they're telling me that they know me. I'm like, hey, like, yeah. That's like in um the breaks. <laughs> <laughs> That's like just that, that should be working. Uh uh, we met the other day at the event, and then like, yeah, because people come up to me a lot sometimes, like, hey, Miss Lisa, and I'm like, Al, girl, and then I will have their number in my phone, like, mm. and I wouldn't remember. Yeah, I gotta take a picture. I always, That's my new shit. I take pictures. I've, I've always asked for pictures. I'd be like, Yo, I need a picture of you. And then people be like, weird, but if I don't have a picture, I'm not going to remember who you are. I'm a visual person. So. No, I don't like that. So what I do, <laughs> <laughs> I do is when we meet, I take a selfie and send it to you immediately. So now it's in a message, uh -huh. us. Because <laughs> mm. I was at um, Circle of Sisters. Oh, I didn't I didn't even get to talk about that. So Al, I was at Circle of Sisters over the weekend, had so much fun. Remy Ma and Papoose killed it. Like, they had the best, like, gems on this relationship panel. Mm. And I had a moment where I asked a question, and when I was walking out, some guy ran up to me, like, you got to fill out this release form just in case you get on Love & Hip Hop. And I was like, Al, perfect. <laughs> Give me all your info. So I gave him all my info. And me being, you know, the dot connector that I like to be, I was like, you know, I started building like a little like rapport. Great meeting you. Let's stay in contact. He hit me with the send me the pick. I sent him a meme. I sent him one of my nice Miss Listen Knows memes as me as Beyonce. Or like it was I think I sent him the me one of me as Queen of England. And <laughs> ain't that funny? Isn't this nice? It will help you remember me, and I kept it at that. Like, I didn't want to sit on no sink. Because whenever <laughs> guys say, send me a photo, I'm like, he just want one of them sink photos. <laughs> you sit on the sink. Uh, 
No, no, no. Well, I mean, I, I just want an actual uh, headshot, like uh, a selfie, because I'll, I'll save it. Because I'm not going to pick up the phone. If you don't if, remember. If I don't know who you are. Like, I'll get random texts like, hey, and I'm like, damn, I want to know who this person is. And I got to talk to them. And thank God for iPhones. They have, like, those memory where it tells you, like, if you text All the person. Yeah. It tells, like, uh, sometimes it's, I'm, I'm not a good person at keeping track of people because I'd be spaced out, so. It's because your thoughts is all caught up. What is your best tip? Because I want to give some gems for, you know, anyone not just trying to be a director, but just for a creative. Like, what are your, some great tips for, like, starting a new venture? Always have your paperwork together, you know, because, you know, at the end of the day, being an artist is an artist, but you, you being an artist don't pay your bills. The business side pays your bills. So you always want to make sure if you're going to, you know, if you're going to write a script, you copyright it. If you're going to do anything, you know, you get a patent, you, you make sure that's good before you release it out to the public. You know, even if you don't got money, you could do the poor man's copyright, which is mail it to yourself. Right. And then send you know, send it to yourself and then just never open it. Right. Because that'll stand up in court. And if you do it, um, like, certified, it have yeah, a... certified. Right, where they have to sign six, off. Yes, right. yes, yes. So that's the, that's the poor man's copyright. So all my scripts before that, that's how I got them. And then when you get money, you do your, your, your official copyrights. Register with all the thing. And the second thing, the one thing I noticed that when we first start, nobody knows how the money works in the industry that they go into. The first thing you should do is always learn about how a person gets paid in your business. Because if you get, you know, how sometimes you might strike gold when you first strike it and you don't know what you're doing and everyone takes all the money and you're like screwed and you have like the number one hit <laughs> on the right. billboard and you're sitting there and you're, you're homeless. <laughs> <laughs> right. So learn the money aspect of any industry that you're going into you know if you're going to be a painter learn how a painter gets paid you know like you know learn the, how the galleries make their money learn the money side of your industry before you go into it because if if you're if you're not doing it if you're doing it for the love then it's just a hobby right if you're not getting paid for it, it's a hobby it's just a very expensive hobby so you know my advice to you is like learn you you know pick up a book Go online, read, read about the business side because there's always a business in everything. There's always money. So you got to know how the money moves, know where's the main place because you can't be an actress and live in New York when L.A. is where all the auditions are. True. So you, you have to always understand. You, you have to know about your industry. Don't just don't just be like, you know what? I've always been in, I've, very, I've been very funny in the mirror, so I always wanted to be an actress. Right. <laughs> and then just one day decide to go on auditions because it's like, you know, learn the proper procedures. You know, find someone that you look up to or an actress you follow and then read about their career. See how they got started. Just educate yourself. Like I said, at the end of the day, education is power. And with that, I'm telling you, by this time you've done clipped it, probably writing some things down. That's what I like to do. Make sure you write, in so, write, write down all your ideas. That's what I like to do. I have to. When I put things in my phone, because mm. like how you were saying that the the memory, mm. I don't be having those. <laughs> <laughs> I be losing so many. I done broke my screen so many times. Even at this very moment, I have the the worst screen in the history mm. of iPhones, and I'm just like waiting until like the end of time to. Cause I are they come out? Somebody told me they come out with an iPhone, a new X. another one. Yeah, X. Nigga told me it was a ten, so it was an X. They told <laughs> Roman numeral. <laughs> But they can't skip nine. Well, they did because it's eight X. Yo, so so it's like, uh, so should I wait for the X wait or for the should X. Wait for yeah, the X. it's my side phone until my X comes. Exactly. So I'm not fixing that. So, but yeah, so uh, I can't even do it. So write everything down. What is your, you know, Instagram, the Twitter? How can people stay in contact with you? Um, my Instagram is my name, Anki Syriac. 
It's Spell it for the dummies. A N K Y C Y R I A Q U E. And pretty much all my social media is the same thing. So it's a uniform. So my Instagram, my Twitter, my Facebook, my YouTube, everything is uniform. Because you, you got to make sure people can find you. Right. And what's the name of the project? Uh, the lineup. The lineup. So that's right, guys. Keep it all consistent. Make sure you follow this creative genius. Slide in his DMs after you know who Lee, Lisa, who is Lee, Bruce Lisa, Lee? Lee Starberg. Lisa Turtle. <laughs> Make sure you know who people are. Right. Okay? Before you start just jumping in this man's DMs, go read an acting book. Go get acting for dummies. Take an acting class, per, you know, something like that. And also make sure you're following me on Instagram, Twitter. It's your girl, Miss Lissa. Miss Lissa knows across the board as well. If you want to be all in my personal life, you want to be a little extra nosy, all hail Miss Lissa is that page. (laughs) (laughs) It was very, 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 very great to have you here. Like, you have wonderful energy. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a, the tourists. I'm not sure about that. But I, <laughs> I don't know if it's the West. And I think it might might be the Haitian vibe because y'all are great people. One of my good friends, Tracy Ballin, episode I believe that's five. She was a the Think Like a Lady episode. Love her to death. And also, oh, follow Fashionably Bitchy. That's my home skillet biscuit. She gonna help you get your look right. Just like my man Aki said, have that budget tight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't just be coming at her crazy. Because that's another thing. You can't be, give people no money and then expect to look like you had show money. <laughs> right. So, another gem. But until next time, drink water, yeah. massage your head, mm-hmm. and mind your business. Al. <laughs>